Next up on Talk Zone is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Are you concerned about your job? Concerned about losing it? Concerned about not having the tools needed to reinvent your career or to reposition yourself in the workplace? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, or even if you just want to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, then join the conversation right now on Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Now, here are your hosts, Charlie and Eva. Welcome, everyone. It is Monday, 4 p.m. Eastern, and we are live on Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. How are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you, Charles? Oh, I am good. We are broadcasting live from our secure bunker here in Cincinnati, and um, we're plotting the workplace improvement revolution. Even with the Christmas holidays upon us, or the holidays, I should say, upon us. Right, right. Careful, right. Um, Yes. We're still plotting. Our companies uh, need us now more than ever, and we need to bring our A game. Yes, and that means bringing our whole self. So, because a lot of times people say, well, it's corporate talk, but you're talking about, you know, all sorts of subjects. Okay, so we had this conversation, what, about an hour ago? Yes, we did. And um, I'll share my um, answer to this question, and it was, so you guys are corporate talk. Why do you bring on people that talk about health. And I said, did you ever look at yourself? I mean, could you not use some health tips? I mean, um, are you missing days at work? Are you always down? It's all connected, right? It is all connected, but I don't think you have to be, you know, nasty. (laughs) Well, it's all connected. Um, Our companies need us now more than ever, so let's bring the A game, right? Let's make 2016 the year we become partners in our company. We have a equal share in the voice of the decisions, right? We do. And I also want to add a little plug for my upcoming workshop, okay. if I may. Yes. Because, sure. as you said, how about make 2016 the year that you step into the spotlight? So if you suffer with stage fright or if you have a problem voicing your opinion, my new class is going to be online starting January 11th. You can learn more about it at charlieandeva.com. Right. And that'll um, definitely help kickstart the workplace improvement revolution starting well, in 2016. Because, you know, I know what stage fright is all about because I have it. Mm. And it can be very debilitating. So my class really hones in on how to get past that fear. Right. Excellent. And I, you know, I mean, I, I can vouch for that, right? We're on. Uh, Skype video right now, so yes, we are. you've come a long way. I've come a mighty long way. Um, okay, so we've had so many fantastic guests, right? I know and, the conversations are always good. And They're I always, always say, right, I always say, and today's show is probably going to be one of the most informative and you say, you say that every week. You say that every week. And I'm thinking about our guest today and I'm, I'm serious. I think it's perfect. I really do. Oh, I do too. And uh, I'm really excited. I have a lot to ask. We have a lot to learn. We're going to talk about pain. We're going to talk about chronic, pain. chronic pain. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's misused, misunderstood, left 
to fester. Um, so we need an expert to help us get past this. No, because it's a big problem, and it's a bad problem. I mean, there's a lot of people that are in pain. Uh, all of us at times, right? At times. Yeah, well, chronic pain is that it, it it's all the time. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's terrible, and we want to help, mm-hmm. right? Um, and uh, we have a really special guest today that will help us help. Yes. So uh, I would like to introduce our very special guest and subject matter expert on treating chronic pain, Cindy Perlin. Are you with us? Yes. Hi there. Excellent. Hi. Welcome to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me on. Oh, we... We couldn't wait. We met uh, a while back, and um, I, I just wanted to say um, I've had conversations with several that have used the term fibromyalgia. Is that yes? So, and I and I always think of you when I hear that, and maybe that's something we can discuss. But first, Cindy, why don't you share your contact information with uh, our listeners? Okay, um, my um, website is thetruthaboutchronicpaintreatments.com, uh, which is the name of my book. And uh, you can reach me by email at Cindy Perlin, P like in Peter, E-R-L-I-N like in Nancy, at gmail.com. Excellent. So, okay, so the truth about chronic pain treatments. Um that's something somewhere along the line you became so passionate about that you had to write a book? Yes. <laughs> I guess you could say that. I've been passionate about the subject for a long time um, since I got hurt myself and was in chronic pain in 1977. Wow. And I just wrote the book last year, so it's been a long time brewing. <laughs> and... I think it's interesting, right? The um, the title of the book, the word truth in the title, kind of tells me that we may not have a clue about some of this stuff, and we need to learn the truth about it. Right. Um, that that is a very um, important part of my title because what happens is that you go to a doctor and you're in pain, and doctors really don't know anything about pain. A recent survey showed that in medical school, doctors got on average, if they were getting any training at all in pain, less than two hours. And Uh medical journals do not tend to cover pain, yet 40% of the patients who present to doctors are in pain. So doctors don't have a lot of tools to deal with pain. What they have is what they hear from the pharmaceutical company reps who come into their offices. And um, what happened in the late 90s is the pharmaceutical companies came in peddling opioids, um, narcotic drugs, saying to doctors, we have these great new opioid drugs and pain patients don't get addicted to them. You can use them freely. You've got to treat pain. Um, It's inhumane not to. And he has a great tool. And they actually lied. They knew that the drugs are very addictive but they told the doctors they were safe. And the you outcome know, of that is what we're seeing now. I always wondered, uh, not to go off topic, and uh, Cindy, just for one second, I often wondered about what you said 
we hear that all the time about the pharmaceutical companies not being honest. I'm wondering if it's not them as per se, but the sales reps. I'm not sure. It's confusing, right? But net well, net. The, what the pharmaceutical companies do is when they're looking for sales reps, they hire young, charming, naive people with no medical background, and they tell them what to say. And that's, right, that, that's been that, well documented. I so agree with that. The pharmaceutical um, reps, are they're just brainwashed by the company. They may believe they have a great product that's safe and effective, but they only know what the company tells them. And unfortunately, the patient or the victim of the pain only hears what they're being told, right? So right. you may not even be aware that you're not being treated as best you can be. Mm -hmm. Right, because what will typically happen is somebody comes in with a minor pain problem. It could be that they had an athletic injury or they got hurt on the job, and their doctor hands them a prescription, and typically the doctor doesn't say this is a potentially dangerous medication. It can be very addictive. Um, do you have an addiction history? Have you, you know, ever had a problem in your family with this kind of thing? They don't ask any of those questions. They don't tell the patient it's addictive. They just send the patient off with the drug, and people are ending up addicted and overdosing, mm. starting with and very minor medical problems that could better be treated with ibuprofen. Jeez. And think about the... Uh how it ripples, right, in the home, in the workplace, in the day-to-day, -day, and everything else, right? Right, it's a big yeah. problem. And, you know, I also I also just recently read, Cindy, that because of the high, high addiction rate of when you go on an opioid, that that also kind of spurred the, the current heroin epidemic, because when they couldn't get the opioids, they then turned to heroin. I don't know if that's right. true. Yes, that is happening. What happened is that there was some concern developing because people were getting addicted to pain meds and dying, and so some drug monitoring procedures were put in place where uh, doctors had to report what drugs they were prescribing in this class of drugs, and if they were escalating doses for patients or prescribing them for too many patients, um, the uh, Drug Enforcement Agency would give them a call, and they face criminal charges. Um, in my book, I mention uh, doctors who lost their license and doctors who went to prison, and they were basically practicing what would be considered standard medical care. Not necessarily good medical care, but standard accepted medical care. Well, and I would think it would be tough as a doctor if you have someone coming in and they are in chronic pain, they've had an injury. I, I guess when it comes to pain, what's so tough about it is that you as a doctor can't really know the level of someone's pain. Um, right. You know, depending on the injury, one person might not have a lot of pain and someone else may have a lot of pain. And so you really have to go on just what that person tells you. And so right. if they're coming in and they're just telling you that they're, you're, they're in horrible pain, what do you do? You know, I mean, yeah, you 
the course of action was always to prescribe a painkiller, um, but but then it became an opioid, and that was addictive, but yet this person is still in pain, and how do you help them? Well, the thing is that there are many, many safe treatments for pain that are not going to result in addiction and fatality, and some of them have been around for a while. Uh, for instance, physical therapy, uh, chiropractic, massage, are all good treatments for pain. Um, there's marijuana, which is becoming increasingly more legally available. It's got a bad reputation as an addictive drug, but actually it's not addictive, and it's a more natural treatment than opioids, and nobody in the world has ever died of a marijuana overdose. Mm-hmm. So that's another option. There's acupuncture, there's exercise, nutrition, herbs. Um, there's a new treatment called low-level laser therapy that heals tissues. So there's many, many treatments that are available that are safe and effective. However, there's a few problems. One is doctors don't know anything about them because they haven't received training. Um, the next one is that insurance will rarely cover it. And then the third thing is in many communities, these treatments aren't readily available because with lack of insurance coverage, people can't afford to offer the care. There's not enough patients who can afford to pay. So Jeez. that needs to change. You know, um, a couple of things here, right? We talk about the workplace improvement revolution. What Cindy is doing is she's trying to get the chronic pain treatment revolution started, right? So, Cindy, we're going to take our first break, but, I mean, it's very impressive because your book doesn't only talk about how to be treated. It talks about the research that you've done about, you know, what happened to some of these doctors and so on. It's almost like you're trying to generate way more awareness than currently is, which is a really good thing. Um, so, okay, we're going to take our first break. I just want to say the website one more time, the truth about chronic pain treatments dot com. Right. The truth about chronic pain treatments dot com. I think this is a very, very important book. I think we all need it. I, we have a lot more questions, a lot more to learn about Cindy. Um, so please stay with us, everyone. Corporate Talk with Charlie Eva and our special guest, Cindy Perlin. We'll be right back. CARE Certification in the Workplace is the award-winning shared leadership training seminar that will revolutionize your career and position you as the go-to person in your organization regardless of your job description. CARE is the acronym for Courage to Take Action Relevant to Everyone. This means your new workplace mission is to deliver results for the good of the company but not at the expense of others. Up until now, CARE certification was only available through company-sponsored seminars. But now you can become CARE certified in the workplace on your own time. Order Module 1 today and begin the transformation. There's unlimited opportunity in the workplace today, provided you have the right strategy. Becoming CARE certified is the right strategy. For more information and to order, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. And now, let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. 
Thanks for staying with us, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and our guest today is Cindy Perlin. Cindy is a licensed clinical social worker. She's also a nationally certified biofeedback therapist, and she's the author of The Truth About Chronic Pain Treatments. And you can find out more about Cindy and the book at um, her website, which also has the same name, The Truth About Chronic Pain Treatments. So, Cindy, I mean, everything that you were saying, it's so interesting and it's so great that you're bringing awareness to this problem because it really is a huge problem. And I know some of the work that you've done, you've gotten some statistics around the workplace because chronic pain must be a huge, huge problem in the workplace. Uh, 116 million Americans are in chronic pain. Most of those are adults and most of those people work. Um, and pain is also the leading cause of disability uh, for people in in the middle of their life. So it's it's a huge problem in the workplace, and there are many things that that employers can do to reduce the incidence of pain or the likelihood that somebody recovers from pain. And what are some of the things that they can do? Well, one of the biggest things that they can do is prevent pain, and um, there's two main ways that they can do that. One is with injury prevention, and usually there's some awareness of that in a workplace, but I can't tell you how many clients I've seen who had a workplace accident where they slipped on a wet floor or they tripped over um, something that, you know, some construction material or something like that, and then their life was never the same again. So that kind of injury prevention is really important. The other aspect of injury prevention is controlling stress in the workplace because stress can lead to chronic pain. And the way that it does that is that when somebody is stressed, their physiology changes. Their muscles are tense all the time. Um, It changes their uh, blood flow to their extremities. speeds up their heart rate, it slows healing, it increases inflammation. So preventing stress is really important, and a lot of stress happens at the workplace. You know, I I love that you brought that up because stress is a huge issue, and it is a huge issue when it comes to chronic pain. I don't think that a lot of people realize that being constantly stressed can, if you have some pain, exasperate that pain. And that there are treatments that can help that, that, you know, don't entail taking drugs for that. Um, and that also, it, I would think it also makes you more prone to injury because when you're stressed out, you're really not being careful and you're not really being careful and cognizant of your surroundings. And so I would think it would be even easier to get injured on top right. of it. Right. Because you're not focused necessarily on what's going on around you. Yeah. That so, could be one of the areas where the doctor could speak to prevention. Right. Right. And so, Cindy, you know, you were kind of said that in in 77 you had had an an injury and that you experienced chronic pain. How did you start handling your chronic pain? Well, what happened was that I I took up running and I hurt my back. And at the time I was in graduate school. And I stopped running because I went to a doctor and that's what he told me to do. But then every little thing I did made it worse to the point where I was in so much pain all the time that I couldn't function at all, and I dropped out of graduate school. And I spent 
three and a half years going from doctor to doctor, and they couldn't figure out what was wrong with me, and they put me on all kinds of drugs that didn't do anything for me. And I just accidentally uh, stumbled upon a book that mentioned the mind-body connection and mentioned biofeedback. And I um, went for biofeedback, and within one session, 50% of my pain was gone. And and the reason for that is that I didn't have a clue I could have any uh, control. There's a lot of fear in chronic pain. And one of the fears is it's just going to get worse and you're not going to be able to deal with it and there's nothing you could do. I felt like my body was attacking me when it turned out that I was creating a lot of it myself in a way that I couldn't uncreate by doing relaxation and stopping worrying and that kind of thing. So I was able to turn my mental attention to how to fix it instead of worrying about what the worst that could happen would be. Oh, I think that's really interesting, really interesting that within one session it really brought your pain levels down. And maybe explain a little bit about what biofeedback is because I think a lot of people don't know. Yeah, a lot of people don't, unfortunately. I think of it as the best-kept secret in medicine. Um, um, let me just interrupt for a second yeah. because I've spoken to people about this as well, and I remember back in the 70s, there was a biofeedback machine that I got from the doctor. And he said, you put your hand on this, and the louder it goes, it means the more stress you have. And it became like a big joke for everyone in that, oh, I can make mine louder than yours, you know. Mm. And so so when we talk biofeedback, I'm sure a lot of the people might say, oh, I, I've tried that. I mean, is that really biofeedback or maybe we need a better explanation? Well, it's reverse biofeedback um, in that you were looking at it as a toy kind of, yes. something amusing. And I don't think really were made to understand what its purpose would be. So the the um, kind of machine you're talking about is a standalone machine. Um, you can still get them more typically. They're hooked into computers, and the feedback that you get is uh, nicer than just the loud noise. Mm. And what you're doing with biofeedback is you're measuring some part of your physiology. You are probably measuring... Skin moisture or skin conductance with that. Mm -hmm. um, you can also measure temperature, heart rate, muscle tension, brain activity. And the goal is that by measuring it and giving the person information about the state of the body and then instructing the patient in things they could do to shift what the body is doing, the person can learn how to control whatever it is that's being measured. And then because you're controlling something that's important to the problem that you have, you can heal it. So in my case, I was just being trained to warm my hands. And warm hands are a sign of relaxation. And when you relax, many, many things about your body change, including your muscle tension and including your body's ability to heal. So... By learning to warm my hands and relax, I was able to change my physiology so that I was creating less pain and more able to heal. 
Well, and I'm really amazed that you were able to have such a such a significant result after just one session. I mean, were you really able to in that short period of time, let's say an hour, to start learning how to warm your hands? Were you able to do that? Because I think it'd be pretty tough. I mean, those are thought patterns that have been around since you were tiny. Well, I I've been working with biofeedback for 22 years now with patients, and most people can learn how to do it within a session, not to the level of mastery, which means that they could get to a totally relaxed state at will, mm-hmm. um, but they can make a dent. They can start to learn how to change their physiology in the right direction. And then by having that information about how to do it and having something to measure how well they're doing, it's motivating and it keeps you motivated. Uh, but I think a big part of what happened to me, when, when people talk about pain, when knowledgeable people talk about pain, they talk about the affective component and the sensory component. And the affective component is the worry about the pain, the, the emotional distress that it causes. And that emotional stress in turn changes your body in negative ways that creates more pain. And then there's the sensory component, which is actually signals that come from, say, injured tissue. And that you're not likely to change in a few minutes, but you can shift the sensory component very quickly. Sort of like the the kinetic energy versus the physical energy, right? The first type is something that I can control. Right, Um, right. I mean, ultimately you can control it all. But you can immediately control what thought is in your mind at the moment. And when you start to change the thought that you have, you start to change everything. And you can see that with very sensitive biofeedback instruments. The one that I use in my office for hand temperature measures to the hundredth of a degree. And you can see that when you start to have a worry thought, immediately your hands start to cool, immediately. And when you start to have a relaxing thought, your hands immediately start to warm. It's instantaneous. That's the way that our body works. And if you stay in a negative place, things get worse and worse. And if you stay in a positive place, things get better and better. And when you make that connection and you realize you just have to change your thoughts, then it becomes very um, very motivating and very hopeful. I once, um, early in my career, I went to um, a local clinic and I did a workshop with people who had AIDS. And this was before we had any drugs for AIDS and people were feeling pretty hopeless about it. And the people I was addressing were recovering heroin addicts and poor people and uh, pretty hopeless people. And I explained to them that if they could warm their hands, they're improving the activity of their immune system, and it probably would be helpful for their illness. And everyone in the room was able to shift their hand temperature during the workshop. And I had guys, tough African-American guys who were recovering heroin addicts, literally dancing around the room. They were just so happy that there was some way they could take some control over their situation. I think that's terrific because you're right. I don't think that you can shout it from the rooftops enough that 
changing our thoughts can literally change our lives. And having that biofeedback machine is a way to monitor that you truly are changing your thoughts. Because I think sometimes you change your thought and then you turn around and you have another thought, right? Thought, mm-hmm. Thoughts, you know, just come one right after the other. But by having that machine, it gives you a way to focus. And right. you know that you get that instantaneous feedback. Oh, I think that's great. I think that's I think that's terrific. And it's just such a way to give people back control. And I think just having, like you said, just getting that control back makes you feel better Yeah, right, right off the bat. Right. Need the book. Yeah, we need the book. No, this is a, a terrific, terrific show. Um, we're going to go ahead and take our second break. Stay with us, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. And our guest today, Cindy Perlin, will be right back. Charlie Labosco is an author, speaker, and trainer with over 40 years' experience in the corporate workplace. Contact Charlie today to interact, influence, and inspire others in your organization. Whether it's a one-hour keynote presentation or a five-day training seminar, Charlie is available to speak on many topics, including making a difference in the workplace, even as one person building shared leadership teams, and his signature award-winning seminar, Care Certification in the Workplace. Charlie speaking at your organization will make a difference on day one. For more information and to book Charlie, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Let's get back to Charlie and Eva for more corporate talk on TalkZone. Welcome back, everyone. Um, this is segment three, and we are speaking with um, chronic pain treatment expert Cindy Perlin. And her book, I mean, I was thinking in the last segment that, man, we need to speak to Cindy every day. And the best way to do that is to get the book, right? And that's kind of what I was saying earlier, that I know this show is going to be perfect. So the book is titled The Truth About Chronic Pain Treatments. And you can go to the truth about chroniccaintreatments.com and learn more about it. We strongly recommend it. And if you were part of the first half of the show, you probably are already there. So, Cindy, by the way, great work. And, um, you know, it's funny, uh, remember now, you're from the Albany area. Right. Yeah, we have, I have some, uh, uh, unbelievable, uh, memories up there with, uh, fast pitch softball coaching. You had, that's a very strong fast pitch community, Latham and East Greenbush. Man, I know that area very well, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you traveled there from Ohio to play? Uh, well, I was in New York at the time. Yeah, and you know, I'll just share this one thing. We once played a game against Latham. In the state championships, we had, I had a 12 and under girls team and the game started at 4 a.m. in the morning. Oh my gosh. And the poor girls had to wait on the field until then because there was rain and stuff. It was, we became famous. It was really exciting. <laughs> That's emotional. <laughs> yeah, that was the girls. I don't know I if mean, I consider know. being on a field at 4 a.m. exciting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the girls just in showed. The rain. I mean, on both teams, unbelievable character. I, I, at 12 years old, I never seen anything like it. Yeah. Anyway, so a couple of things I learned, and again, I remember our conversation. I remember talking with you about biofeedback, 
And I also remember talking to you about, well, you have to also use your own intelligence. And you, there are tools that you can use. And now speaking to you, I agree, we need to be a little smarter. When you went through your biofeedback and had results in one session, it's because you really understood that you needed to make a difference and you really tried to embrace that form of treatment. And I think that was half the battle. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I like to say I was very highly motivated because yeah. I was in so much pain. And the doctors were looking at me like you're too, they would actually say you're too young to have this problem because I was 25. And what does that have to do with it? But I had a long life ahead of me, and I didn't want, hopefully, and I didn't want to live it in chronic pain. So I was well, very motivated to use what I learned. And we need to harness that in patients. Right. We need to give them, we need to empower them, give them things to do. But we also need to um, lead them to the right place to get the help that they need. So right. for some people, a mind-body approach is very useful. For other people, depending on the source of their pain, it won't be quite as useful. Like, for instance, many years after that, I developed a foot pain problem, and biofeedback was no help at all because it wasn't a mind-body problem. It was a muscle imbalance problem that happened after I had foot surgery. And until I got some hands-on body work that corrected that, I continued to be in pain, and it took many years to discover the right treatment. Interesting. So the, the most powerful treatment is actually what's called multidisciplinary pain treatment programs, where you get a bunch of experts who evaluate a patient and evaluate the pain problem and then come up with a treatment plan that incorporates a range of modalities. And we used to have those. We used to have a lot of them in the United States until opioids came along and health insurance companies decided that it was cheaper to just pay for the drugs. And they stopped paying for the programs and most of them shut down. Interesting. You know, um, that is interesting, and especially what I'm thinking here is, especially because it's difficult to prove the pain to a doctor, right? How does a young person or anybody prove that they have pain? Um, and I'll give you an example. I went and I had fell on the ice and I was in pain and the doctor had given me some some of those opioids, mm -hmm. and um, three days' worth. And then on the fourth day, I said, I don't know what to do. I'm still in pain. And he said, well, I'm not going to give you any more drugs. So here we are, right, dumb and dumber. Well, and he yeah. couldn't see anything on the X-ray. and He couldn't see anything on the X-ray, right. so he didn't believe me. I didn't know anything of what you're saying, right? right? Um, and neither did the doctor. Right. <laughs> now, he could have told you to take some ibuprofen or take – the National Safety Council says that ibuprofen is as powerful as oxycodone in relieving pain. And then if you combine um, ibuprofen with acetaminophen, also known as Tylenol, you get much better pain relief than you, than you have with opioids. 
But I didn't Jackie, even know that you could combine them. Well, you can. I mean, you really don't want to take those for any length of time either. Right. But they're much safer than opioids. You just don't want to take them chronically. And then you want to go to more hands-on treatment. You want to go to massage, acupuncture, physical therapy, homeopathy, um, marijuana, <laughs> you know, things that are going to relieve pain, get at the root of the pain, and get you better faster. So just a question, again, it might be off topic, but doctors are people too. <laughs> they right. they have to be uh, victims of pain themselves, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so they could be a little bit smarter in, on our behalf, I would think. Well, you know, I do think doctors get into trouble themselves with opioids. I know mm-hmm. in New York State we have a special program for doctors who have substance abuse problems. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, doctors do get into trouble too. I think the um, the problem with doctors is they're so brainwashed by their medical training that nothing else works. One of the things I do in my book is that I cite research. I have 688 um, references, scientific references in my book. Everything that I say. And the thing is that acupuncture does have proof. Chiropractic does have proof. Biofeedback does have proof. Psychotherapy does have proof that it helps pain. Um, all of the things that I mentioned are scientifically valid treatments for pain. But doctors get told in their training that there's no proof and they believe it and then they're kept unbelievably busy with their work and they don't see the articles in their medical journals or get presented the information in their training, their continuing education training. So they don't know anything about it. You know, that that is a very, very sharp observation. I had that conversation with my other doctor, um, and he gave me that exact answer. He says, well, you have to understand, right? We could take it so far, but we still have our practice and, you know, and mm-hmm. exactly what you said, which is well, uh You know, incredible. I'm thinking of starting a campaign to get my book in the hands of every doctor. Even yeah. a give your doctor my book for Christmas campaign <laughs> because I think that if doctors just had the information in my book, they'd be a thousand times more effective with their pain patients. Well, because I think what happens is, so you go to the doctor like you did, right? And he won't give you any more opioids, you know, after three days, Charlie, you got opioids and then it, and then you were done. But then what happens is it's just like, there's nothing more I can do for you. And as a patient, you know, unless you have this book or you start Googling or, you know, you're one of those I people that, that intelligence, will go, yeah. you know, research a little bit further, you don't know what your options are. And so you're right. I mean, getting the word out about the book and, and all the work that you've done is so important because People don't even realize that they have options or they have the same mentality as the doctors saying, well, you know, what's acupuncture going to do? I have to pay for that out of pocket. Or what's biofeedback going to do? I have to pay for that out of pocket. It's expensive. And and what if it doesn't work? I mean, they get to the point where they don't even want to try. And then having and then being in pain to begin with, you don't necessarily have the right mindset because you're just always feeling so bad. And so even even being able to kind of 
get up the energy to go and do all of that research is really tough. So that's what's so good about the book and the website is that it gives people some more options that they maybe didn't even realize they had. While we're talking about all this, I don't think uh, people understand what Cindy just said about the references in the book. Over 600 research references in the book. Well, there's a lot of research on all these different modalities, and it's great that Cindy's putting this in the book because people don't realize how much research there really is and that it does work. Yeah. You know? Um, before we go to our last break, Cindy, I want to go back to something that you said earlier and when you were saying the mind-body type of treatment may not be for everyone, if you have an injury that's purely physical. Mm -hmm. And here's my thing with that. And this is all the more reason to get the book because I, I know people that will say, Oh yeah, that's what I had. That's why I couldn't have, it wouldn't help me. Right. So right. It's more right. complicated than that. Right. Right. So, it comes back to your right. intelligence and you get the intelligence from reading this book which would help yeah. you make that decision. I mean, even if it's a physical injury, you can have impact on it with mind-body treatments. However, you may need something else, too, in right. order to get better. You know, because mind-body treatments won't cure a muscle imbalance mm -hmm. or a vitamin deficiency. And, you know, some pain is from vitamin deficiency. That you could have... And I, I'm not making light of any of this, but you could have that your whole life and you're actually making the problem worse and worse and worse and worse by going down incorrect paths. Right. Right. Wow. I mean, and there's that's, a story in my book about a guy who had joint pain his whole life and he was just in terrible shape and he went from doctor to doctor. They kept saying he was too fat. Well, hmm. he finally went to an acupuncturist who diagnosed him with a gluten allergy, and he stopped eating gluten, and he was fine. Wow. It's amazing. We've been gluten-free for two years, and yeah. it's really been a change in us, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Oh, so uh, I want to, before we take our last break, mm -hmm. just repeat the book and the website again, because I really think this is going to help so many people. Thank you. Um, the truth about chronicpaintreatments.com. Just go there, learn more about Cindy and the book. The book should be on our laps. And right? just to just to clarify, it's treatments with an S. Treatments, so yes, because pain treatments. We've already learned so many here, mm -hmm. right? It's unbelievable. So this is great. Just um, hang with us, everyone. We have one more segment, a lot more to come. Uh, corporate talk. With Charlie and Eva, we'll be right back. Let Charlie Labosco show you how to revolutionize your presence in the workplace. Charlie is looking to improve the workplace, and by that he means your relevance in it. Charlie has over 40 years in the corporate workplace. He has seen the unbelievable, mind-boggling, off-the-charts changes in technology, but no real change in our day-to-day -day and sometimes toxic workplace behavior. Charlie's mission is to revolutionize the workplace by providing the training and the tools needed to lead any organization regardless of your job description. For more about Charlie and how to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, visit charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. 
Welcome back to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Here we are, segment three, Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Segment four, I always say that. I always say segment three when it's segment four. Segment four. And we're talking to Cindy Perlin. She is a licensed clinical social worker and the author of The Truth About Chronic Pain Treatments. And you can find out more about the book and Cindy at the website of the same name, The Truth About Chronic Pain Treatments. So, Cindy, you have something interesting. Um, I saw something interesting on one of your sheets, and it talks about the $100 pain cure kit. What is that? Well, it's kind of a a bunch of self-help tools that I put together that cost about $100 if you get all of them. And um, one is an electric massager that costs about $30. And then um, there's a simple hand temperature biofeedback device. Um, there's a book about um, tapping away your stress and trauma. It's an energy psychology technique where you focus on what's bothering you, including if your pain is bothering you, your pain, and it tends to diffuse whatever you're focusing on. And there's also uh, vitamin D, which most people are deficient in, and there's a pain connection there. And there's also another a book that will uh, teach people a an exercise program that will help them get back into um, conditions so they could do normal activity if they've been inactive because of their pain. So it's not actually a um, a kit that I sell, but if people go to my website and um, sign up for my newsletter, they can get a free download called uh, The Five Best Self-Help Tips for Healing Chronic Pain. And that basically has all of those things listed on there. What I like about that kit, as you describe it, is based on your observations and experience and successes and references, which, you know, after speaking to you, I mean, I totally trust what you say, right? Um, and Thank that you. would be a perfect thing. I would, I'm all in with that, right? With that kid. Oh no, the kid is great. Oh, and, and by the way, I'm also a certified EFT practitioner, so oh, I know about you? tapping. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you know about the tapping therapies. <laughs> right. The tapping therapies for pain. I mean, it's exactly what you were talking about with the biofeedback. It's anything that can change the way you think about what your current situation is or in the past will definitely help with that pain if there's a mind connection to it. And, right. you know, so I was wondering, is there is there one methodology that you consider better than others? I, I'm sure that biofeedback is up there, but how do I know, like, if I should get biofeedback or acupuncture or try tapping, or is it just whatever kind of sounds good to you at the moment, any of those would work? Well, I think, and I hate to keep, putting plugs in for my book because you guys are doing such a good job of it. (laughs) But I do cite research for different things, um, some of the underlying mechanisms for different kinds of pain and some of the research on different interventions that have been shown to work for different kinds of pain. So people can get more guidance with that. I have noticed that people tend to shy away from body stuff, even though it may be what they need. Yeah. So I think that's very important. 
the two major generators of pain are mind, body, and muscle. And muscle injury will cause a great deal of pain. That's what happened to me. But then mind-body factors also came into the picture because my pain was very stressful. I was going through a stressful time of my life. And it became a factor. And I had to really, in the long run, address both. But primarily, I had to address the mind-body part of it. Yeah, and I think... I was just going to say, I think that what is, I think that's what makes your book such a great tool because it's the one place that someone with chronic, chronic pain can go to, to kind of go through all those different parts and different types of methodologies to help them because right. it's really difficult to figure out what to do. Yeah. And it all comes down to the intelligence. I mean, what's jumping off at me is I would, you need to have the patience to learn all this, right? Because you know, everybody just wants to go to the doctor to get a drug. Right. Um, maybe biofeedback can help first to assess what you can do on your own before you go yeah, elsewhere. And it can also help to go to a biofeedback practitioner. We're rare. <laughs> mm. But if you can find one, that can be very useful. Because there are home training things like the one that I list in my self-help tools uh, document. But you know, having somebody to teach you is also very useful. My my own situation was that I was pretty broke by the time I ended up at the biofeedback practitioner's office and my insurance company wouldn't cover him. So I only got to go a few times, but he sent me home with something I could work with. And as mm-hmm. I said, I was highly motivated, so I worked with it like all day every day until I mastered it and it, you know, really helped Well, when you see, you know, when you get some relief, right, that's the motivator. You've got got some relief in the office, and so that's the big motivator. And, you know, I actually had a question. Do you ever think there's a time that you should take an opioid? Uh, My personal opinion is almost never. I've been reading on one website with chronic pain patients who've been on opioids for sometimes decades. And now they're being taken away because of all the concern about abuse and overdose. And these people are frantic and miserable and telling horrible stories of how they've been abruptly withdrawn and had to go through terrible withdrawal. In one case, the guy did start buying heroin, got arrested, you know, causing terrible problems. So I think the only time that it's good to use an opioid is if you've, if you become dependent on them until you can be weaned off, off. something else. The best thing is to never get on them in the first place. Yeah. And, and that's kind of what you my... You were lucky that doctor wouldn't give you any more. Yeah, and my Even other doctor... he left you with nothing else to do, it's still better than ending up addicted and addicted. dying. Right, and so that was like a, a 24-hour uh, local uh, health uh, medical care place. And when I went to my doctor, he said, Basically the same thing as what you just said. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, if we do prescribe them, you will be addicted. So, you know, we got to do something else. But um, So we have, what, about two, three minutes? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, um, I, have, like to, oh, I have a question, like a quick question. I something about insurance. Yes, that's what I was going to ask. That's what we're going to ask next. reimburse this. And people have to start insisting, including businesses, 
And there is something in the Affordable Care Act now called the Non-Discrimination Clause that says that insurance companies can't discriminate against a provider as long as they're practicing within the scope of their license. And what that's supposed to mean is that if somebody wants to go to an acupuncturist for treatment of their pain or a massage therapist or a chiropractor or whatever, and they're licensed in the state, the insurance company is supposed to pay for that care. Now, the implementation and enforcement of that has been less than stellar, but if people want to follow up on that and look into that and help with that, there is an organization that has a website, covermycare.org, that is trying to help people do that. Unbelievable. You know, um, that is a great little piece of ACA, Affordable Care Act, information. Mm-hmm. Um, and we hear all the time that there's so much in it, no one's ever read it. And here we are getting some detailed information. No, I think it's true. Yeah, because that was actually my question. You know, what can people do? Because I know that a lot of times, at the minimum, if you have an HSA or, um, I forget what it's called in the workplace, but um, if you have one of those accounts where you can put money into it, you can actually pay for acupuncture treatments and all oh, that, at least that. out of that. Right. Yeah, so flexible it, spending accounts. They flexible can spending. be used for any licensed medical provider. And they're a good tool, and, you know, businesses should consider incorporating that and also trying to get the insurance uh, contract that they're negotiating to include these therapies. Interesting, right. And, again, it's all about intelligence. And um, this is a – it's almost like – well, it is an encyclopedia of information. Um, Cindy, I don't know where you got the – the mission to do this, but we're we're grateful, that's for sure. And well, thank I've you. I've been thank at it so for thirty five years, first personally and then professionally. So <laughs> you're getting thirty five years of experience and research. No, oh, it's terrific. Thank you so much for sharing your all your information with us, Cindy. It's been a great show. Yep, we would love to uh have you back um and we will stay in touch. And again the book is The Truth About Chronic Pain Treatments dot com. Mm-hmm. Great. Thank you so much for having me on. Okay. Take care, Cindy. Have a great rest of the day and a great holiday. Thanks, you Cindy. Bye. Bye-bye. No, it was great. It was uh, very, very informative. Uh, think about the research and the observations and the analysis. And well, the it's results. a place that you can – it's one place where you can go to that if you're having chronic pain that you can get some help because, you know, even like with what happened with you, you just didn't know where to go. I so didn't know. Great. So, again, um, it's Cindy Perlin, and the book is The Truth About Chronic Pain Treatments, and the website also has the same name. Thanks, everyone, for being with us, and thank you to our producer, Dave Olson, and have a great week. Great show, yeah, and we'll see everybody. We'll see you next week. (laughs) All right.